Management or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer. We've enjoyed bringing this show since 2005. Your host is Mari Frank, a local attorney since 1985. She's a certified information privacy professional and the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, Protecting Yourself with a Personal Privacy Audit, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. Mari's testified many times on privacy issues in Congress and the California Legislature. She served as a privacy expert for numerous court cases nationwide and at a White House press conference featured on C-SPAN. You may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, The O'Reilly Factor, and many more shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Mari, what's our show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today we are going to be talking about secrets, and I will bet that a lot of people on the campus, at least, know what postsecrets.com is, and I am so excited because we are sitting here in Dana Point at the Dana Point Yacht Club interviewing Frank Warren, who we were so excited to meet at the International Association of Privacy Professionals in April this year. And we saw him, and then we even got to go to the museum, the U.S. Postal Museum, where there was a fabulous exhibit, and we saw literally thousands of the postcards in a room that was blocked off with like a pyramid of postcards, and then we read them before he came back to get interviewed. Uh, We read a bunch of them, and I have his wonderful book. He has five books, but I have the one, Post Secrets, Confessions on Life, Death, and God, and I... When I got it, I read the whole thing. I couldn't stop it. It was addicting to read it. And I'm sure that the students here have already done that because everyone that I talk to under 30 absolutely knows who Frank is. And they're all thinking how exciting that is that I get to interview this wonderful celebrity. (laughs) So he's sitting here with me. I'm going to first tell you, if you don't know, if you're over 30, you probably don't know. Um, But let me tell you about Frank Warren. He started Post Secret as a community art project where he invited total strangers to anonymously mail in their secrets on a homemade postcard. And this little act became a global phenomenon. Phenomenon, And Frank has received over a million secrets in his mailbox with more arriving every day but Sunday. And he, uh, postsecrets.com, has won seven Webby uh, awards and is the most visited advertised advertisement free blog in the world. The postcards have been curated for five New York Times best-selling books and have been exhibited at the Museum of Art and the American Visionary Art Museum and then I told you the one that we went to in DC, the Postal Museum, the US Postal Museum, and Frank has traveled the world sharing secrets from Australia to the White House. 
and there's a post-secret album, a post-secret TED Talk that I saw that's wonderful, and now a post-secret play-on tour. In 2011, Frank was awarded the Hopeline Lifetime Achievement Award for his work on suicide prevention, and he was invited to the White House to work on issues of mental health, and he was living in Maryland, but we're very excited because he's living in California now, and that was a secret he told me, and so I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. I'm in the business of sharing secrets that you can too, Mary. That might be the most complete and comprehensive kind interview I've or introduction I've had, so thank you for that. Yeah, okay, and it's Mari. Mari. Yeah, I know. Okay, I've been called a lot of things, but uh, anyway, I love this book, and it's. I'm just. I'm gonna have to take a picture for the for our website too because it's uh, fabulous. So let's talk a little bit about secrets. So, you know, how is it that you even thought of this to to do this? Well, I started Post Secret about 12 years ago. Uh, near Washington, D.C. I was a suburban husband, father, small business owner, but I felt like I had this urge to do something more creative or something. My job was kind of boring, so I wanted to do something a bit more meaningful. So after work and on weekends, I would uh, pursue these postcard art projects. Oh. And Post Secret was just the third one I started, and uh, it just caught fire. Um, Once I started inviting people to mail me their secrets on postcards and these confessions that were hopeful and painful and sexual and funny just started pouring into my mailbox. And these were were more than secrets. They were heartfelt confessions that I was able to scan and post online. And a lot of other people appreciated the courage and vulnerability that that strangers were sharing with me from around the world. And so very soon, the website became viral. Uh, Today, it's had over 700 million hits. The secrets keep coming. There's still this fascination. And for me, it's been a wonderful journey. Um, And I will continue to go where the secrets lead me. It's amazing, amazing. I know when we went to the, when you were the keynote speaker at the privacy conference and that postcard was on there, I looked at it and go, what the hell? This is a privacy concert. They want me to tell secrets. I thought, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what it was. And then as I was sitting there listening to you, I mean, you made me laugh with some of those. And then, of course, I was crying with some of those. And it was just amazing. It is, it is so revealing. What does that really tell us about society? Hmm. Well, I think a lot of people have that same reaction to the secrets that you do. I know every time I go to the mailbox and pull out a handful of postcards every day, I'm still fascinated by the variety of these these secrets, and I can read. I've got. I brought yeah, a few with me. Here's I think it's great. Talking about. Yeah, and this is a postcard that arrived from Pasco, Washington. Yeah, and on the face of it, it has a, a picture of a tree and a couple underneath. You can barely see them. They're kind yeah. of silhouetted. Yeah, and that heart. And yeah, the heart. Almost every postcard I get has some artwork on it. Some. Yeah picture, collage, photograph that further conveys the emotion behind the secret. This one simply reads, I didn't enlist to escape you. I enlisted to pay for our wedding. Will you marry me? And so you can see the variety that a secret can have. This one came on a postcard with a picture of an elevator schematic. Yeah. It simply says, I feel guilty when I take elevators for one floor, so I limp when I get out. (laughs) the humor there of our secrets <laughs> i got two last week oh wow about with hillary politics <laughs> and these are ones i haven't shared yet i'm probably mm-hmm. going to post them 
tomorrow on, yeah. on the website. Yeah. This one has a picture of Donald Trump on it. It says, <laughs> I changed my party registration just so I can vote against him. <laughs> And then another one that came. And you, it, it's important for us to say that there's this big X across this picture of his face, and then he's, like, blindfolded. You're right, a big red X right over Donald's picture. This yeah. is the one that has a picture of Hillary Clinton on it. And mm-hmm. this one, a bit more serious, says, I've had a document for over 20 years that, I will, that will destroy her bid for the presidency. Wow. I'm just waiting to use it. I'm a lifelong Democrat. Wow. So some of these have gravity. Some of them lead you to think about what the story behind the secret is. But all of them are these authentic peaks into our most private life that I think Mm. allow us to maybe think of some of those secrets we might be carrying and maybe even recognize some of these secrets in ourselves or our friends or loved ones. Yeah. How did it change your life? I think it allowed me to, to feel more connected to others and strangely gave me confidence to look deeper into my own life and Mm. recognize secrets I was keeping from myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were at a privacy conference, so we're talking about, you know, how does this relate to privacy? Because privacy, these are anonymous. So how do you relate that to privacy in, in the information age? Well, I think every day each of us makes a decision about what to reveal and what to conceal about ourselves. And so it's very tied to our identity. It's a very human condition to have to make these choices every day about ourselves. And I think it depends on who we're talking to, what the circumstances are. But in some ways, too, keeping a secret can be done for many reasons. Maybe it's a professional reason. Maybe it's out of kindness. Mm. Maybe it's because... um, you, you feel that this part of yourself that makes you different or unique is something that's shameful or mm, stigmatized. Right. And so I think once we can really analyze what some of these deeper stories are and find out why we're keeping them a secret, that could be the first step in letting them go in a way that might not just bring a sense of, of liberation and healing to us, but but to the communities we're a part of, too. Right. You know, it makes me think of about, like, Ellen DeJonis, you know, coming out of the closet. And uh, we're all coming out of the closet in some ways, right, if we reveal our secrets. So, I mean, that, I mean, we've seen this change in our society where people who, who are gay and uh, who are homosexual are, are more willing to come out of, and that. It takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? It sure does. And uh, because sometimes when you tell a secret, you unleash a whole string of consequences. Yeah. That in the short term can be very painful and even uncomfortable, but in the long run might be the, the healthiest thing we can do. Right, right. I was thinking about this secret that you said in the TED Talk about um, some girl wrote you a postcard. She had heard you and you had your microphone on when you went to the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank and, you for bringing that one up, Mari. <laughs> you were so cute. You said, yeah, you said uh, that the, the, the postcard said that they, everybody could hear you pee. And then yes. you said it was lucky that was, you know. I had a remote microphone on. And yeah. The, the, the old truism that uh, things can always be worse. In <laughs> yeah. my case, yeah, I'm just happy it wasn't worse. <laughs> I know. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then there were some really tragic ones about people wanting you know i remember the one that really hit me was the one where there was like a um a hole in the wall that 
that some kid wrote and said, I'm, you know, I'm hiding in the room. Yeah, yeah that, that was a picture of a broken bedroom door. And the secret written over the picture said the holes in this door are from when my mom tried breaking it yeah. down so she could continue beating me. Oh. And for me, it's those secrets that come from young people especially talking about a part of their life that no young person should have to feel like they're alone with that are the yeah. most painful. And in many cases, too, it's not the secret itself that becomes this, this burden in our lives, this fight to conceal who we are. It's, it's the weight of having to keep it a secret yeah. and always having your guard up and, and worrying about others that, who might discover it. So often cases, I think, um, part of the relief can come not just from sharing the secret, but from realizing that we're not alone with it. Yeah. I think um, through Post Secret, I've learned that it's an illusion that you're alone with your secret. Mm. You know, inside this confession that you don't share feels like a wall that separates you from others. Yeah. But if we can let it go, we can see it was a bridge. Right. The bridge the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, I, th- I wanted you to share the one where uh, you got this the postcard with the cat on it and he had the diamond ring. And oh, yeah. oh, that was such a cute one. I mean, that would just yeah, that warm was, my uh, heart. A proposal <laughs> secret that I posted on the website. And it was a, a young man writing a secret proposing to his girlfriend. <laughs> and he told me later on that. He and his girlfriend went to the website, looked at it together. Every Sunday morning. That's right. <laughs> and they were reading the postcards, and she came to that one. And he didn't identify himself <laughs> in the card, but there was a picture of their cat. <laughs> and so after she finished reading it, she asked him, is that our cat? And he said, yes. He popped the question. And oh. Yeah, there was a happy ending to that one. For what sure. a sweet one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you must go to that mailbox and just laugh and just want to cry i mean one right after another that's what you did to us i mean everybody that i talked to who went and heard your speech Mm -hmm. um and we posted on facebook how wonderful it was everybody goes gosh one minute i was crying during that speech and the next minute i was laughing you know it was like all the emotions that we went through that secrets can have about us especially when they're true and they're just confidently revealing vulnerable parts of who we are that people can relate to. It reminds us of the human spirit and the human connections and and how sometimes we get caught up in our everyday lives and we forget about those things that remind us how human we all are. Yeah. You know, it was interesting the year before we had the, um, the journalist who exposed Edward Snowden. Oh yeah. And so we had government secrets and then we had Edward Snowden trying to be anonymous to reveal those secrets and and now you know he's exiled and people either think he is a hero or he is you know a traitor and i just wonder what you think about cuz that's kind of interesting there were the the government secrets versus the uh, anon trying to be anonymous to reveal those you know yeah. it's kind of almost like the ellsberg you know thing yeah. years ago but but now obviously he could anybody can capture things not like ellsberg who didn't have you know be able to copy that stuff you know instantaneously yeah, yeah i think it brings up the issue of ownership of secrets who owns them i deal a lot with personal and family secrets right political or governmental right right but there are situations you can probably think of in your own family or people you know where i know in my family growing up there were some secrets that we kept as a family and some secrets i later found out were kept from me and the postcards i receive from folks who share their stories with me 
often indicate personal secrets where if they were to tell it to a family member, it would it could be unfair to somebody else, but at the same time, they, they feel like they have a right to share their story and be heard. And so sometimes anonymity does allow you to, to let a secret go in a way that um, is, is the least harmful way for all parties involved. Yeah, and that's that would have been helpful if it was if he could stay anonymous because you know he is suffering for it. But you know, but you know, no matter what you think of him, which I happen to think he's a hero. <laughs> but um, no matter what you think, I mean, now we know of an important secret that we don't have a lot of secrets if our emails and our text messages and everything can be reviewed by government, you know? Yeah, what, what a price he's paying for yeah. sharing that information. But look just, at what it's done for us. I mean, there's been a lot of changes in government because of it. Well, yeah, there have been changes in the U.S. There have been changes in the Middle East yeah. that have, have Germany. <laughs> yeah, by uh, his, his revelation. I, I really yeah. think, though, if you're talking about democracy— you have to ask the question, well, what good is democracy if people don't have the information to make the right decisions about yeah. it? And so by him revealing that information, of course, there were costs to him yeah. and costs in other ways, too. Right. But I think ultimately it allows all of us to have greater awareness of what's mm-hmm. happening in our world and make better decisions politically about the world we want to live in rather than having others make those decisions for us. So yeah. I think it boils down to what your belief in politics yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I- I think without privacy, we don't have any freedom. So to me, knowing that and knowing that something was done, you know, it makes me feel a little better that we know this stuff. Well, I'm asked sometimes if I think everybody should tell all their secrets. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't want to be in that position. I wouldn't want my wife to tell me everything she's thinking all the time. I think in some ways, keeping secrets can allow us to get along better with yeah. each other and be yeah. kind. So I always feel like it's better to... To tell some of those stories about ourselves that, that make us a little bit uncomfortable, but never to tell all of our secrets. Right. I think part of that kind of preserves our identity. A yeah, bit. yeah. Although revealing secrets to people you trust can build a relationship, you know, you, it, the authenticity, right? Mm. And I think um, some of the secrets that you revealed when you spoke to our group of 3,000 people, I mean, it... it I, I felt connected to you, heart to heart. So I think that builds a connection when people that you can trust, you yeah, know? And, I agree. And it builds that authenticity where people, you give someone else the freedom to be authentic. Exactly. Yeah, I think secrets are the currency of intimacy. And if yeah. you can find that person that you can tell your secrets to, you're very lucky. And it also gives permission to that other person when they hear your secrets to respond yeah. in kind and talk about the most important things in their life that they normally don't get a chance to share. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that statement down when you said it in D.C., that secrets are the currency of intimacy. I just thought that was fabulous. Lloyd, you remember that. (laughs) 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 Tell me your secrets. (laughs) No, you know, it's funny when, when you were talking about families, and I remember my mother told me, I think... I was like 40, and my mother told me that she didn't find out from her mother that her oldest brother was not was only a half-brother until she was like 40. Mm. And she felt very betrayed yeah. because she that was her favorite brother. There were seven of them, and that was her favorite, and he was 
a different father and her mother never told her until you know she was like four or maybe her mother didn't tell her somebody else told her yeah maybe it wasn't even the fact of the secret that was as big a deal as knowing that her mother had kept this from yes. her for her whole life and yeah in some cases i think yeah when we realize that maybe the relationship we had with people is different than what we thought it was based upon confessions yeah. It, again, it underlines the power that these secrets can have when we yeah. keep them inside of us or find the strength right. to let them go. Yeah. Now, what do you think about gender? And, you know, in terms of the, the, the postcards you get, do you get more from women, more from men, or you can't tell? And, and what do you think about age? It's, it seems like all the young people under 30 know who you are. Well, the website <laughs> is very popular. It's had over 700 million hits. So for young people especially, they're more... I think, connected to the, the digital world. Um, but I do get more postcards from young people, for sure, and and more from women than men. Hmm. What do you think I, that I, means? I, I don't know. What do you think <laughs> it means? <laughs> I, I've thought about it, and I feel as though sometimes keeping secrets is a function of social power. Hmm. And the people who are able to have that power socially don't feel the same need to keep secrets as somebody who might not feel that same freedom. Mm. And so that's why I think, you know, middle-aged white guys don't have as much reason to keep a secret because in some ways, you know, we kind of have power. But if you're a younger person in a family, um, if you're in high school, sometimes you don't feel like you have the the, the power to Mm. let people know how you really feel. Mm -hmm. And women sometimes too, I think, are socialized very young as as needing to please people. And sometimes that means keeping your own opinions to yourself. Mm. So I think sometimes that pressure can can be um, dysfunctional in a mm. way that um, we, we all need, I think, to, to let others know how we feel, even in those cases when it can upset them. Because what you don't want to do is keep your truth inside if it's disallowing others to see who you truly are. That doesn't mm-hmm. serve anybody. No. You know, I, that's an interesting perspective. My first thought when, when you said it was mostly women is women often articulate emotions more anyway, you know, in, in terms of generally. Yeah. And, that brings up another point, this idea yeah. that men, I think, uh, when they talk about secrets and feelings, um, see that as being vulnerable, not right. strong. But I, I think just the opposite is true with women, where by yeah. sharing their truth and talking about what's really affecting them and how they feel, yeah. that's an empowering experience. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, we men have a lot to learn, I think. Three minutes? Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? 21. Oh, oh you're 21. Okay. <laughs> this is, hand signals are, are crazy here. Yeah. Um, so what about your wife and your daughter? I mean, this must have really impacted them, too. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, my wife um, has been very understanding. You know, if we had our home address on the cover of best-selling books and our home address all over the web. So finally, Talk about no later, privacy. <laughs> right. Um, she wanted to move back and be closer to her family here in Orange County. And so we've been here for six months, and she's really appreciated spending time with her folks. And I found some good interns in the area and we even have something special coming up at the museum of man in san diego so if if people want more information about that they can they can reach out to that museum or or you should do the uh laguna art museum as well have it have an exhibit that's that's close by but but we won't give your address where you live (laughs) (laughs) 
We've got something coming up um, at the White House, actually. Some, some secrets on exhibit there, and then the post-secret play continues to tour, and some things happening um, with film and television. So really, wow. 12 years later, this, <laughs> this, this secret project, the confessions are still moving people in a way where yeah. it just continues to find life in new ways. And for me, yeah. it's just this, this relationship I've somehow been able to earn with strangers where they trust me, the yeah. deepest thoughts and feelings. So um, I, I hope I never do anything to mess that up because right. I, I think it's very special. Right. Well, you can keep it anonymous, so so that's great. Well, I love these books. You have several books, and I want people to go to your website at postsecrets.com. And I have this one right in front of me, Confessions on Life, Death, and God, Post Secret. It's fabulous. And uh, do you want to just leave us with anything else before we have to end? How about two more secrets? Okay, okay, two more secrets. This one has a picture of uh, Goofy on the face of it. It says, I shroomed at Disneyland and only Goofy knew. (laughs) And this one, I don't know, this one might push our our podcast here to... uh, PG-13. <laughs> um, on the face of this postcard are some flowers, and uh, the letter is BFF. This secret reads, When my husband cheated on me, my best friend told me if I was meeting all his needs, he wouldn't be cheating Aww. on me. After my divorce, I had sex with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Great revenge. Some secret revenge there. I, I think in some ways this project reminds us how interesting people's lives truly are, if you knew the truth of it. Right. Well, you are wonderful. And thank you so much for meeting us. My pleasure. Great um, to be here, Mark. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. Thanks. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm also so pleased to present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips. And today we are welcoming Sergeant Mike Pixomatis, who is in the Uh, is the Drug Education Sergeant in charge of the Drug Education Liaisons for the Orange County Sheriff's Department. And he has been with the department for 27 years. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. My pleasure, Mary. So tell us, what exactly do you and the other drug liaison officers do? Well, um, kind of to start off with this, um, Sheriff Sandra Hutchins, you know, she created the Drug Liaison Officer Program. You know, back in 2010, when uh, she first uh, became sheriff of Orange County, one of the main reasons was to obviously help combat uh, the issue of drug abuse, especially among our young people, and to be uh, a nexus uh, in the various uh, communities that that we patrol. You know, we have over 29 DLOs that represent uh, all the 13 contract cities we patrol, plus I have uh, DLOs involving our crime lab, courts, Corners Division and Reserves, and we make them available to the public to, 
you know, answer any questions about drugs that they may have. Uh, also provide information about various prevention groups, you know, for counseling and treatment, and also to give drug education presentations uh, to the community on, on some of the latest drug trends. You know, some of these presentations that we've done for the communities have included, uh, you know, not only for parents and teens, uh, elected officials, educators, and other professional staff, and we've included such topics as, uh, you know, prescription abuse, you know, alcohol, um, some of the latest drug trends, electronic cigarettes, even marijuana. You know, as a drug education sergeant, uh, I also work with uh, several of our community prevention groups and invite them to be a part of these presentations. You know, the, the drug program, and, and the sheriff really understands this as well, it is not going to go away by itself, and it will take all of us working together, you know, to, to combat this issue. You know, our department is so large, it makes a, a little more difficult for the communities, you know, to really build a rapport with our department and to get things out um, about the DLO program, it uh, helps identify a, a deputy who the public can contact and, you know, get some much-needed uh, answers to the questions that they may have. Well, that's terrific. Well, we're going to have you back again to talk a little bit more with us about what's going on in the current drug scene and what we can do about it. So thank you so much for all the great work that you're doing. And people can find out more at OCSD.org, and then they can search on drug education. So we'll have you back again very soon, Mike. Thanks. Thank you, Mari. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.